0: And welcome to the Raven New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. God, this morning. Got only a few out here this morning, but we'll have some more come in at the while. But we're here to worship God. We're here to, to just have a good time in the Lord. Ain't that what it's all about? Coming to the church and having a good time. Every one of us, when we was out there in that world, had a good time, didn't we? We'd given the devil 110%. Let's come on in here this morning and give God 120%, and let's have church this morning. Praise God. May rain on the outside. Let's see the Holy Ghost come down on the inside. Let's have church this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know every one of us, just us few sitting in here this morning, I know every one of us has got a need, uh, uh, many needs in this service this morning. But I tell you what, we can have them met this morning. Because the Holy Ghost is in the midst. The Holy Ghost is in, the, uh, is in here this morning to meet your need this morning. I want you to reach out and touch the Lord uh, as He passes by this morning. Pray for those that cannot be here. Pray for those that could be here. There's a lot of sickness going on. A lot of things are going on and, uh, and everything. And we got a funeral this evening at 2 o'clock. So be praying for me. you got to preach a funeral. But uh, we're just going to believe God. And we're just going to, hey, man, I'm going to carry the same message up there. Joe Pettys is the same message I preach down here, and it's Jesus. Amen. Praise God. But I appreciate you coming out to the house of God. God appreciates you coming out to the house of God. And God's going to reward you for coming out to the house of God this morning. Praise God. But I appreciate you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for this... <clears throat> day that you have given us. Truly, this is a day, Lord, you have made, God. And through it all, we must rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. I thank you, God, for bringing us back together one more time, God. I thank you for your presence, God, that I feel already in this service, God. I thank you right now for your, amen, God, for your love and for your mercy, God. God, I pray you'll bless those that come out today. And I pray you'll bless those that cannot come out today, God. But, God, we love you. I pray you anoint the man of God to bring forth your word. Amen, and teaching and anoint me to preach the Word this morning, God. Let the anointing fill the house. Let the Holy Ghost fill the house this morning and supply every need, God. Up. Amen, to, uh, that they have in the service this morning. Uh, praise God. We love you and we thank you for this service, God. And we give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Brother Kevin's coming at this time to teach our lesson.
1: Well, good morning. Uh I know we're a few, again, we're few in number, but uh again, it's kind of par for today's lesson. Kind of uh kind of uh, matches the the uh the time that we're going through right now. Uh I want to start out by reading you a definition. And uh just forgive me i uh, got to look it up on this modern technology. We're looking up the definition of watchman. I know we could probably go around the room and we could uh, possibly give our own account of what we feel watchman is. But the definition of watchman from Oxford dictionary is a man employed to look after an empty building especially at night. Or by the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a person who keeps watch, guard basically guarding over, guard over a building at night to protect it from fire, vandals or thieves. In today's uh, lesson, we're going to talk about slightly different kind of watchman, but yet and still a watchman. How many of you know that uh that each and every one of us sitting under the sound of my voice are appointed as watchmen? Well, you may say, "Well, brother Kevin, um you know, I didn't know I was a watchman." Well, we got to be watchmen over not only our loved ones, you know, being head of a household, being, uh, being, being a father uh, with, with children and grandchildren, you know, you understand the need of a watchman. I mean, you, you, know, I, you know, I laugh a lot of times when I think about my sister. My sister was one of those parents that, you know, whenever her child, her child was like the little bubble boy, you know, with bubble wrap all around him. She was, I mean, before he could hit the ground, she was there all over him. You know, picking him up, watching out for him. She was a watchman over that child. You know, not faulting that in many way. I did the same thing with my children, my grandchildren, still doing it today. Did it yesterday when we had our grandchildren uh, with us for a number of hours. I mean, you got to watch them. You don't want to see them fall, bump their heads or whatever. Well, today, today we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to step out of the carnal mind and we're going to step into the spiritual setting. Being a watchman, being a watchman. You know, Ezekiel was appointed as a watchman over Israel. As a matter of fact, the title of today's lesson is Israel's Spiritual Watchman. That was appointed Ezekiel. And what's more important about that is who appointed Ezekiel to be the watchman over Israel. That appointment came from the Most High God. That appointment came from God Himself. As a matter of fact, in our theme, Ezekiel was instructed by the Lord to be a watchman, spiritually speaking, for the Israelites who were in captivity with him in Babylon. Our golden text says, So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. First of all, I want to separate the different tasks of a watchman. A lot of people think, well, I'm watching. I'm using my eyes is what, what I'm here to do. If I see something coming, you know, it, it is my responsibility to warn. It is my responsibility to uh, let everybody know what I see coming. You know, this came about during military times. They would always have a guard on point. They would always have spy points where they could set up watchmen to look, to look over whether it be a fort, to look over whether it be a military group or whatever. But in this case, God physically appointed Ezekiel as the watchman over the the people of Israel. They were oppressed by Pharaoh. They were being done wrong. They were being held in captivity. Uh, as a matter of fact, in a, in a few earlier chapters in the book of Ezekiel, if you'll read the entire book of Ezekiel, it tells it tells some about the uh, the things that happened to those Israelites while in bondage. You know, uh, Pharaoh, he uh, kind of set himself up as you know he he set himself as a different uh, you know different than than anyone else. He wanted himself to be uplifted. He looked after himself. Uh, He had had God's people in bondage. And uh, basically, they had a different understanding of the afterlife. The Israelite people had an understanding, just like you and I have the understanding, that there is somewhere that we go whenever we perish or whenever we die. There's somewhere that that soul goes. Well, Pharaoh was conceited enough to believe and that's why they built those pyramids over there, believe it or not. Um, he wanted a place for that soul to dwell. So basically, in his mind, in his simple mind, he built this big elaborate pyramid. And, you know, they spared no cost on these pyramids. You know, there, a lot of those pyramids still stand today. But his thought was that, you know, they didn't believe in heaven didn't believe in that place that the Israel, Israel, Israelite people uh, were, were being taught and, and, and were, were believing, that his soul would just dwell there. We're going to explain today the importance of a watchman. We're going to explain today the importance of what that watchman needs to be doing. Not only is he watching with his eyes, but he's watching with his ears. Brother Kevin, how do you watch with your ears? Very simple. You listen for that small, still voice. You listen for the Word of God. You know, that watchman's job is to, to see the warning, hear the warning coming, and most of all, to profess the warning. Because a watchman is no good. He is of little use if he sees what's coming or if he hears what's coming or if he's told what's coming by the Word of God and he doesn't open his mouth. It's useless, right? It's useless. So you and I today, I want to stress to us, I can't stress this enough. It's very, very easy for us to get set in a cocoon whenever we come to come to the Lord or whenever we're converted into Christianity. We could, you know, and matter of fact, the word does see, that does instruct you to be be a separated people. Is what the Word says. But we still have the spiritual responsibility to tell those that are a little less fortunate than us, those that haven't seen the light, those that are teetering on the edge, those that haven't been told the gospel, Is it is very important for us to share that gospel. If we see and if we know, we read the back of the book, right? We've all read the back of the book. We know, we know what judgment's coming on coming on to this world. You and I both know what's coming. You see it every day on the news and the signs of the times. You know, we can all sit and say, Well, oh my God, it's just, you know, we could we could trick ourselves into saying, Well, well, you know, I just don't know what this world is coming to. Yes, we do. If you're a Christian person, yes. You know what this world is coming to. We read the back of the book. We read every chapter all the way to up to the back of the book. We know. So you are a watchman. We are a watchman. We have to tell others of the upcoming or the, the, the infinite danger that, that they're approaching. If not, we're, we're, we're spiritually useless, in my opinion. And you know, the Word's going to say, and and what we're going to read today is going to explain to us that not only is your blood in your hands, but the blood of that person that you didn't tell, it's on your hands. If If you know the difference between right and wrong, and you know as a watchman, you see these things coming you have an opportunity to sit with your co-worker, you sit with your children, you sit with your lost husband or wife or whatever, and you don't share, guess what? Word says that blood's on our hands as well. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough judgment. But, you know, that's, just what, that's the way it is. As, I, I, we're, we're appointed to, to preach the gospel into the highways and the hedges. Part of that gospel is not only the good things. Part of that gospel is God's impending judgment because this place is going to give way to God's glory one of these days. This place is going to be destroyed. The inhabitants, those that still partake in sin, those that are not sold out to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will soon perish and be condemned to an everlasting hell. Today is also the other half of today's lesson is also a note about there is hope. There is hope. There is hope and that hope being that we as watchmen tell that person, "Hey, this is coming. This world's going to be destroyed, but there's a way out." And that way is Christ. So I'm stressing to you today this that you know, and I'm guilty myself. I mean, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. All of us are. You know, there's opportunities for us to to be watchmen. There's opportunities for us to share the impending judgment of God. Sometimes we take advantage. Sometimes we, we're a little more lax. Sometimes we just sit back and we say, well, surely somebody's talked to them. Surely somebody's told them about, about God. Why why are they not taking heed? Why are they not sitting in church? Why are they not covered under the blood of God? Again, your job is to deliver the message. We catch them, God cleans them, right? That's the way it should be. Uh, our scripture reading comes from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verses 7 through 9, 11 through 14, and 16. But I want to read uh, verses 1 through 16 to kind of give you the overall understanding of what's going on here. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go back and we'll, we'll take as many as allowable. We'll take each and every verse and we'll kind of pick them out and pick them apart and kind of explain to you what, what uh, the meaning of... Because of, I'm a simple person. I have to be explained to and I have to be kind of broken down, you know, what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyway beginning in chapter uh, 33 of the book of Ezekiel, um, verse, verse number 1 says, again, of the wor- again the word of the Lord came upon me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchmen, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land... He blow the trumpet and warned the people. Again, that watchman sees the coming wrath of God and he blows the trumpet. Can it be a literal trumpet? In, in those days during war, yes, it was a literal trumpet. It was a literal trumpet. They blowed, they blowed and, and that said, the enemy's coming, the enemy's coming. Today, that trumpet is to open your mouth. You know that... And mouth, I've been accused sometimes of my mouth being a blaring trumpet sometimes. My wife accused me of that, of, that, of that a lot. But you know, it is our job to open our mouth whenever we see the wrath of God coming to those that have, may have not been told. Verse 4 says, Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, If the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. So, with that saying, if you tell this person and they don't take heed, then his blood's on his own head. You know, every person is responsible for their salvation. You know, matter of fact, the word says for each and every one of us to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling is what the word says. Verse 5 says, He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. That is the hope that I'm talking about today. That is your get out of jail free card today. Somebody's giving you warning about something. You know, if I say, You know, Brother Rufus, uh, before you go through that door right there, there's a man standing on the back side of that door with a knife. You know, you, you, know, you can do whatever you want to do, but do, you've got to be watchful. You've got to be careful when you walk through that door. Well, if I say that, Brother Rufus goes through the door and that man does whatever he wants to with a knife or a gun to him, well, he was warned. You know, the, the responsibility that, that, that he took was clearly cast upon his own self. But if I'm the watchman, if I'm the overseer, if I oversee the door, and I know that person, that that lie in wait, that lie there looking to do harm to Brother Rufus, and I don't open my mouth, that's about as dishonest as a person could be, you know. That I know that that Brother Rufus has the opportunity to be seriously hurt. May May even be killed if I don't open my mouth. That's what I'm getting at today. The seriousness of the impending judgment of God and the impending wrath of God is far more serious than a man standing behind a a door with a knife. I want to share to you today this is eternal death that we're talking about today. It's not just you stick a knife in me and I hurt for a little while and I get sewn up and I'm good to go. This is spiritual death, is what it is. Is what we're talking about today in, the, in a spiritual, being spiritually minded. Verse 6 says, But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. That tells you right there who's God, God's gonna hold accountable. He's gonna hold us accountable. He's gonna hold us accountable for all those opportunities, for all those not taking opportunities. Not saying, not saying that, you know, if you witness to a person or if you warn a person, you say, hey, you know, God's coming soon. God's coming soon. You know, why why aren't you ready? Why aren't you ready? Not saying that if they don't hear it and they don't do it, then that's on his own head. I mean, you can't force him. God doesn't force anybody to serve him, you know. But he gives you a way out. That's what he does. Verse 7, which is the first uh, verse of uh, today's uh, lesson. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth, and warned them from me. He's talking about Ezekiel here. I'll go a little further. He's talking to us when he's saying that today. He's talking to us. You know, what's very different in this setting right here is God appointed Ezekiel watchman over the chosen people. The chosen people. You and I, not only are we watchmen over our chosen group, Christian people, but we need to be watchmen over everybody. So we have, we have a big task at hand, you know. Verse eight, verse 8 says, When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will acquire at thine hand. Verse 9. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Delivered thy soul. That's deep right there. I mean, can you imagine... Can you imagine, just for you keeping your mouth shut, you know, we, 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 we say it, I say it all the time, well, that ain't my business, you know, I ain't getting in that. I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to let them work out their business. It has consequences for us all. It has consequences. We're talking spiritually now. We're talking serious business. We're talking about souls here. We're talking about eternal damnation. We're talking about eternal separation from God. Serious, serious business. Verse 10 says, Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye. Turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? I say to you today, if you, if you hear my voice today through YouTube or whatever, I beg of you today to turn from your wicked ways. I beg of you today to understand that there's coming a day when the wrath of God is going to fall upon every soul. Every knee, You, you read the Word. I don't have to tell you. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow before the Most High God. If you hear me today and you're not quite there, if you have some things that need to be worked out, today is the day. Today is the day. It is appointed unto my duty it is appointed un, unto the duty of those that sit here and listen to me today to warn you. This is my warning today. This is my warning today. This warning not only goes out to everyone that's listening, this is a self-warning. Brother Kevin, White. why is it a self-warning? Do you think it not possible that the righteous stumble? Do you think it's not possible that you get so caught up in your own salvation, you get so caught up in your own self-righteousness that you can't see the forest for the trees? It happens. It happens so many times. It happens, you know, you see you see these churches get in a, get in a condition. You see these individuals get in a condition where I'm holy. I'm holy, holier than thou, and I'm saved. I've already turned my life over to God, but then I sat down. Then I quit. Well, I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Nobody is saved and nobody should be satisfied while they're saved. It is a constant job. A watchman has a constant job. If he lays down and goes to sleep, if he closes his eyes and takes his eyes off the flock or takes his eyes off the prize, that is the one split second that the devil needs to slide in there. We have heard message after message after message in the last few weeks from these two pastors about being ready, not letting the devil have that little bitty window of opportunity Heeding the word of the watchman. These two gentlemen are watchmans. I'm a watchman. Guess what? You're a watchman as well. It's my job to tell you. It's your job to tell me. It's your job to look at me and say, Brother Kevin, you know, I God God told me there was something coming. God told me there was something coming. It's your opportunity, it's your responsibility to share that with not only us, but with the outside world as well. Verse verse 12. Therefore, thou son of man, say unto the children of thy people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. What does that say? And in short, Kevin's commentary, that totally discredits right there, once saved, always saved. Totally discredits it. So you, you take a highlighter and you highlight that right there. So any if you run into some person one day that says, you know, I believe in once saved, always saved, or if they give you the indication of that, even the Apostle Paul said he must crucify his flesh daily even those ones that walked so closely with God committed transgressions. I, I say it like this. Your salvation is only as strong as the way you stand this split second. This split second. Brother Kevin, what do you mean? That means one second ago, or before that one second where did you stand with God did you have your sins covered under the blood was there anything that that you know in the word of God was there anything in that word that would have separated you and if you can say that if you can say well given I'm you know yes you know you know, I didn't ask for forgiveness. I didn't have this covered under the blood. That's, that's where our salvation stands. You can preach for 100 years. You can preach for 50 years. You can witness to 10,000 people. If when our Lord and Savior comes, you have sin in your life, a chance to say that you'll be disappointed a chance to say that everything you've done to that day, everything you've done up to that point has been in vain. As it goes to your situation. I don't think you're going to stand before the throne of God and you're going to say, God, how can you condemn me? I've cast out devils in your name. I've prophesied in your name. I've healed the sick in your name. Same way it says in the word of God. It says in the last days, there'll be those that say that. That'll be their argument. They'll stand before the throne of God and they'll he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You're only as good as your salvation is presently. If in a twinkling of an eye, our Lord come, those 50 years of preaching, those 50 years of sitting on the pew, those 50 years of being saved and satisfied, won't matter to nothing. Won't won't mean nothing. It is so very important to crucify that flesh daily. It is so very important to warn those daily in our lives. I have lost children. I have lost family members. You know, That blood's on my hands. That blood's on my hands. I think we could go around the room, and I think, you know, through YouTube, if we put a list of of people that that are just in our close circle, you'd probably say, well, man, that's, that's crazy that so many people still have not taken into consideration. Have they not read the back of the book? Or could we say, have I not done my job as the watchman? Have I not sat them down and shared with them the importance of getting their sin covered under the blood of Jesus? Have I not taken the time and sat them down and said, you know, the Word of God says that if you don't believe and trust in the Lord, Savior, that you'll soon perish. You know, there's coming a day when God's wrath shall be poured out upon all flesh. But Kevin, I, you, you may feel like that's meddling. That ain't meddling. I think, it's, I think it's so important that you should get right in their business. You know, there's so many parents today, and I don't want to get off on this, but you know it's true. So many parents today that don't like to condemn what their children are doing because they won't be my friend. They won't open up to me, you know. If I if I constantly beat them over the head, they won't open up to me. We're not talking about carnal sense here. We're talking about I've already explained to you the seriousness of the day. I'm talking about their very soul. I'm talking about eternal damnation. I'm talking about eternal death, where the worm dieth not. Is, is that important. Is that important, church. Verse 13 says, When I, say, I shall say to the righteous, righteous that he shall surely live if he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered. But for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. Again, Word of God says there'll be those in the, in the last days standing before the throne of God. Lord, I've, I've witnessed in your name, Lord. Lord, I've healed the sick, Lord, in your name, Lord. Lord, I've used your word to help convert people. But what have you done internally? What have you done yourself? Where do you stand for yourself? You're not going to be able to stand before the throne of God and argue the case for anybody else. You're going to argue your own case. Won't be grandmama. Won't be, well, Brother Bubba told me. Brother Bubba led me. Brother brother Tony, uh, uh, you know, he was responsible for my sin. He was responsible for watching out over me. He was the watchman. No, today, I've already told you, we are all appointed watchmen. Not only for the ones that surround us, but for our own selves. Our own selves. It's so easy to slip away. It's so easy to allow yourself to get into that position. Verse number 14 says, Again, when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die if he, if he turn from his sin, and do that which is lawful and right. If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he hath robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. What does that mean? Cover your sins under the blood. Is it possible? Is it possible for you to place your hand upon the plow and, and turn back on God and for Him not to not to receive you again? Yes. Our Lord says, if you shall cover your sin. Whatever that sin is, if you shall cover it under the blood, He'll forgive you. He will forgive you. Every every sin, any sin, but you got to get it covered under the blood. Verse 16, None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right. He shall surely live. Today, not only are you a watchman of your surrounding persons, your family, those closest in your closest circle. In this sense right here, Ezekiel again was responsible for God appointed him as a watchman over the Israelite people. but we have that double-fold. We have that twofold. We're responsible for not only our close-knit group, but we're responsible for warning everyone. We are. We really are, each and every one of us. Don't matter whether you're not a pastor. Well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an assistant pastor. I'm not a, a Sunday school teacher. I'm not a deacon or, or, or whatever. Whatever your argument is today, we it won't hold up on Judgment Day. Clearly, right here, this, the, if, if you apply this scripture into our lives, we're all appointed as watchmen. We're all given the responsibility of being watchmen. You have that job. You have that duty. A portion of this lesson text is a repetition of Ezekiel's prophetic call and commission which are found in chapter 3 of this book. Our text begins with a description of the, of the job of a literal watchman. I've already read you the, the definition of watchman. Literal watchman. We've discussed the jobs of the literal watchman. We're talking today deeper than that. We're talking spiritual watchmen. That's what we're talking today. Then it continues with, a, with an admonition to Ezekiel to faithfully fulfill his call as a spiritual watchman. It also contains a warning to the Israelites themselves that God's judgment is impending unless they repent. This is God's people. This is God's people. Well, Brother Kevin, why was he still so tough on his own people? I can answer that by saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's how he can hold accountable his own people. He sent his own son to the cross to die for my stupid sins. How, I mean, you know, none of us here today deserve that. None of us here today. But, you know, he died for us and he loves us. He wants us to get our sins covered under the blood. He wants us to to live with him one day. He wants us to sup with him. He wants us to come into his house today. Today... I don't mean for today to be just a doom and gloom session. But also, I don't want this church to become, and I don't want this group of people to become only those strawberry-covered, watermelon-flavored Christians that only tell the good things. Those are important. Those are important. You know, I, I... I would chance to say that if you only preach doom and gloom <laughs> to to any young converts or, or people that you come in, for, the people that you're a watchman over, I challenge to say that you wouldn't, wouldn't see any convert their lives to Christ. If you're constantly banging them over the head with the Word of God, banging them over the head and never tell them about the goodness of God, you probably won't never see any fruit of your work but if you give them the full picture if you tell them their soon coming judgment oh but there's a way out for you here's your way out you don't have to die in your sin here's your way out there's already been the perfect propitiation for our sin and that was the blood of Jesus doesn't have to be anymore Death. I'm talking spiritually now. I'm not talking corn. If pouring on the man, every man wants the death. You don't have to face the second death. Today as a watchman, and I would challenge you today as a watchman, spread that word. Spread that gospel. Spread that word. Every chance you get, say, hey, You ever thought of coming to church? You ever thought of serving the Lord? You know, there's coming a day whenever he's going to pour out his wrath upon all flesh. He's going to destroy this world. But you know what? I know a man that can deliver you from this situation. All you got to do is believe that his son died for you. All you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that He is God. Is it harder than that? You know, we we try to make Christianity, we try to make salvation so hard, but it ain't no harder than that. You believe, it says, it says that in the Word. If you believe Christ went to the cross and He died, and He shed His blood for you, and you believe that He is God, and you repent of your sins, then you're saved. You're saved. Remember what I told you? A righteous watchman is only as good as the condition they're found in when the Lord steps foot on this earth. You can preach for 100 years and I don't know why I'm saying preaching. I'm just saying you can witness, you can can be saved and satisfied for 50 years. If you have sin in your life when the Lord comes, going to perish. You're going to perish. You're going to face the second death. Brother Kevin, that's tough. No. Brother Kevin, how could a God that is so good, how could He, after all I've done for Him, how could He condemn me for that one little lie? First of all, He ain't condemning you. He's giving you a way out. You condemn yourself. We condemn ourselves. God gets the rap. The devil gets the rap a lot of times for a lot of our own self-will. Well, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You made yourself do it. We all do it. Today's objective, I think we've already... (laughs) gotten what the objective is today is to help you to understand the role of a a watchman. Both a literal watchman and a spiritual watchman. Remember, a watchman not only sees, a watchman also hears. A watchman also receives. Again, a watchman hears the voice of God. He understands what God is trying to get across to him. If God told me today, if he told me in the next five minutes, Kevin, you need to get everybody up front. There's fixing to be a major earthquake and this church is fixing to be separated in half with a big, great great ravine and all those in the back of the church are going to fall in that ravine unless you speak up. Well, then guess what? I will better speak up, right? I better speak up. Well, well Brother Kevin... How do, how do I know when God's telling me those things? How do I know when God's warning me of those things? It's all about your relationship with God. It's all about where you stand with God. I chance to say that God would ever tell someone that has not fully sold out him something so that had so much importance as another person's life. But... For us, this group of people here today, this group of people that, that we are Christian people, we're saved people, we've got our sins covered under the blood, he will have that conversation with you. There's going to come a day whenever he's going to depend on upon you. I've seen it so many time and time again as being a watchman, He's told me so many times during church services, Kevin, you need to stand up and you need to say this. Everybody needs to hear it. Sometimes I do, but sad. Sadly, there's times whenever I say, well, I don't know. I don't know. Is is that you, God? Is is that you, God? God's Word's going to be told regardless whether you do your job as a watchman or whether I do my job as a watchman, whether you fail or or your neighbor fails, God's Word's going to be told. God's Word's going to go forth. There's going to be a watchman that stands up and says, Take heed. Take heed lest ye fall. I think my brother preached a message on that, what? Sunday night? Or was it Sunday morning? Sunday morning. Take heed lest ye fall. He was not talking. He was not talking about sinners. He was talking about saints. He's talking about saints. You being a watchman does not only hold you accountable for sinner, holds you accountable for the saints as well. You know, if you see your brother heading for a pitfall, then we ought to speak up, right? Today's lesson also should help us explain God's dealings with both the righteous and the wicked and with both the repentant and the backsliding. Ezekiel was appointed a watchman to those Israelites with whom he was in Babylonian captivity. He was appointed watchman over God's people in a chosen group. But this this lesson today explains the importance of not only us being watchmen over the chosen group, but over the sinner as well. We too have a responsibility to those with whom we associate in a variety of circumstances and atmospheres. We are responsible to be watchmen for our children, since frequently we may be able to see imminent danger when they, perhaps by lack of experience, cannot. We are responsible in some degree for warning those other family members, co-workers, schoolmates, neighbors, and others of the time, prophetically, it is growing very late, and the imminent results of their wickedness. Tell me we don't have the responsibility? We do. Well, Brother Kevin, I've said this myself. Shame on me. Well, I take care of my inner circle. I take care of my inner circle. You know, those, those, who, those who I'm responsible for. This goes outside of the inner circle. This goes out globally. We're responsible. We're responsible. We're responsible. You may say, well, but Kevin, that's tough. How can God ask me to do that? How can, how can God make me responsible for somebody else's sin? That ain't what this is saying. God's making you responsible for telling them about the imminent danger that they're in. God's making you responsible for telling them that they have a way out. How hard is that? To just speak to somebody and say, you know God loves you. You know God loves you. You know there's coming a day when He's going to destroy this earth. That is not a hard conversation to, to talk about. You know. It would be if we would be angered by an unfaithful watchman who would not warn our nation of an impending military invasion, how much more should we be faithful to warn others of what we know to be a far more serious matter than ever carnal than even carnal warfare? the eternal destiny of their souls. This is so much deeper than, than a military invasion whenever they, 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 they hold somebody captive or they, even if they lose their life. We're talking about eternal damnation. We're talking about being cast into the lake of fire. It's that serious, church. It's that serious today. We should all be watchmen. But guess what? Guess what? We got to look out for ourselves as well. We got to be watchmen over our own condition. It's not hard. We make it hard. It's not hard. We can do that by just repenting daily. Repent daily. Love the Lord with all your heart. Confess one one to another your sins. You got it covered under the blood. You got it covered under the blood. The blood's off your hands. The blood's off your hands whenever you do that. I want you to, we're not going to be able to, to dig into each and every verse. Sorry, I just kind of went on and on, but, but I kind of, I went through all of the the teaching today ultimately at the end of the day it's all about our spiritual response our physical and spiritual responsibility to be that watchman you can read this entire lesson today and at the end of it you're going to say well basically it's just telling me that I'm responsible for for letting everybody know that there's a The God's coming. And he's not, he he don't like sin. I'll leave you today with this one, this one passage. This comes from the Apostle Paul. It says, Paul said that he, in his own words, must keep under my body and break it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You think that's you think that's possible? Me standing there as a witness? Losing my own soul. It's possible. It's possible. That's why I'm saying watch yourself. Watch others, warn others, be that watchman that God's appointed us. Be also a watchman over your own condition. Thank you all for coming today. Uh, if you got time, read through the rest of the paragraphs there, but you'll, you'll find that, that we kind of, we use a lot of Kevin's commentary, but uh, the gist of today's message is be that watch, watchman as Ezekiel was appointed. We're all appointed just like Ezekiel was. Thank you for coming today. Shake hands, and we'll begin the second part of the uh, service today.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.